Standard Time, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. Yeah, just to remind you, you are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Well, obviously, uh, just a brief comment about Sri Lanka. Uh, We need to realize, folks, that this is like worse than 9-11 in terms of the proportion if you, you know, make the adjustment on population in terms of this attack, and uh, to do this on Easter is... Well, the scale and the nature of it, and horrific. the fact that yeah. it was not one attack, but a series of orchestrated attacks, yeah. and specifically on a religious holiday, it's it's pretty dire. And this has, I hate to say this, but this has all the hallmarks of a kind of an Al-Qaeda spinoff operation, or maybe an ISIL um, they don't, but, but ISIL have been defeated. That's right. And if you'll notice, Mike Pompeo today uh, had nothing to say about Sri Lanka. He went back to beating the drum about Iran. Um, though I don't know, maybe he abandoned his proctology code over the weekend. Uh, did you see that? No. <laughs> Kellyanne Conway. Let's oh let's dear. Give, let's give her some kudos. She, of course, walked down the driveway on uh, April 18th following the release of the Mueller report and proclaimed that it was the best day of Trump's presidency. She she really does want to be Joseph Goebbels. She just, you can taste it. And the next day, I'm reading a comment that she made where she called the Mueller investigation the equivalent of a political proctology exam. And I'm like, whoa. Uh, okay, you need you need help. Big time. She's probably one of the, the people that actually didn't obey well, Trump's orders. Well, if she's going to compare the Mueller probe to a proctology report, I don't know quite what to compare <laughs> Bill Barr's pre-release yeah. press conference to from a medical procedure standpoint. Right. Some sort of scraping prep work. He's cleaning the instruments. I have to get back to you on that one. Cleaning the instruments. Uh, yeah, he's... Uh, I don't know. I personally, I think he should resign. I I, can he be disbarred for such open and flagrant lying? I mean, there's no other word for it. Misrepresentation is too mild a word for what he did in that particular... His, his letter of like a couple of weeks ago was obviously largely bs and spin and publicity but this pre-release thing where he says the most shocking one for me was the president uh, cooperated fully are you kidding me right part two of the report details the number of ways in which he actively worked against he didn't remember anything he didn't recall anything he didn't answer certain questions he encouraged people to lie he openly and constantly denounced said hearing. How is that anything close to full cooperation? I mean, what kind of morons does he think the American people are, this this toolbag bar? And uh, looking back at last year's Easter photos of uh, Trump and Melania on the balcony at the White House with the Easter bunny, I looked at those pictures again, and I think it was Bill Barr. Yeah. It's got the same shaped face and head, the big glasses. Uh, inside, he was like, I've got Easter egg presents for you next year. 
Well, and it, it just reinforces a long history that he's had denouncing uh, special prosecutors that go, goes back to the Iran-Contra affair. Um, obviously, uh, <clears throat> look, the, the analysis in the uh, New York Times on, on Friday is uh, actually superb in that regard, comparing uh, what William Barr said versus uh, uh, what... Uh, the Mueller report says um, Barr, for instance, emphasized uh, that he and Rosenstein concluded that the evidence developed by the independent counsel is not sufficient to establish that the president committed an obstruction of justice offense. Mueller specifically says, well, we wanted to clear the president and we would have so, uh, we would have uh, of obstruction, but uh, we would not so state. You know, right. Like, we, if we, someone had been right. uh, clear, we would have said so. Yeah, and of course the the logic and the confusion about uh, what Trump said versus what is are the facts. Look, let's remind ourselves that Manafort was Trump's campaign manager. He's going to jail. Papadopoulos was named uh, a top foreign policy advisor by Donald Trump. Uh, Later demoted to coffee boy. In March of uh, uh, 2016. And he began uh, sort of running an independent contact uh, uh, deal with various Russian officials. And, and let's be clear about the fact that the report is very explicit. In, it, it doesn't dispute any of those numerous contacts. In, in fact, it supports and maintains, yes, these were continuous contacts by numbers of people in the Trump realm. The fact that nothing rose to the level of criminal behavior is sort of secondary to the fact that, isn't it shocking that a, a candidacy for uh, the president of the United States was so openly trafficking in information and ideas with Russians? Yeah, and he actually sort of out Nixon Nixon in many ways. <laughs> uh how bizarre by the way to read on on Saturday morning uh the official obituary of James McCord. James McCord died like a year ago. It's we'll, we'll get on to that one in in a, in a week, but James McCord was one of one the, of the burglars of the Watergate. One of the burglars uh, and you see his big role in the Watergate uh fiasco for Nixon was that he wrote a letter to Judge Sirica. Judge John Sirica was the district judge hearing uh, the criminal uh, break-in issue. Uh, and he basically said that uh, hush money had been paid, uh, that people were lying, and that there was a cover-up. Ding, 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 ding. This is sort of what, you know, kept Woodward and Bernstein on the on the hot trail for this, that, and the other. These investigations, by the way, are going to continue. There have been 12 criminal referrals here. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what kind of criminal lawyer Donald J. Trump Jr. has hired, but uh, I think he better pick somebody. I think it's his girlfriend from Fox News. <laughs> better, he better pick somebody better than Rudy Giuliani. Uh, he's another uh, piece of work. Uh, but I just wanted to emphasize here how George Papadopoulos and Carter Page got into the uh, Trump campaign operation. 
This is from the 23rd of March, 2016. Top experts confounded by advisors to Trump. Foreign policy team isn't widely known. This is an article by Alan Rappaport. Goes on to detail that on Monday in an interview with the Washington Post, which was basically two days earlier, Trump named his top foreign policy team, Joseph Schmitz, Keith Kellogg, Carter Page, George Papadopoulos, and uh, Walid Fares. Goes on to detail that nobody's heard of any of these people. <laughs> like, who are those guys? Uh, Carter Page, of course, had been in and out of Russia for quite some time. He's described as a managing partner of Global Energy Capital, who will be advising Mr. Trump on energy policy and Russia, and that he had just been sending policy memos to the Trump campaign, and the details of his role remained unclear. Mr. Page did not comment when asked if he supported Mr. Trump's views on torture or on the moratorium on Muslim immigration. These, of course, were issues back in March of 2016. George Papadopoulos is a London-based energy analyst who lists he, uh, his participation in the 2012 Model United Nations on his resume and was traveling, and his employer said he was unreachable. This is Donald Trump's top foreign policy team here. We now know that they <clears throat> participate. Model UN. Gee, that's like almost as good as the high school debate club. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, Buckeye Boy State or, uh, I don't know, Spencer Tracy. Junior Birdhawk. Sp Spencer Tracy and, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> our town and my town and your Boys town. town. <laughs> Boys Town. Uh, the model UN... Nations, agents, wow, that's uh, that's on his resume, baby. He must be a genius. Trump, of course, would later describe uh, George Papadopoulos as a, quote, top energy consultant, whatever that means. Uh, these people were hired. Uh, Sam Clovis uh, worked with Papadopoulos on these Russian operations. And it's might be easy to forget about who he was, but he was actually originally Donald Trump's agriculture nominee, nominee. How interesting to see the name of Eric Prince back in the news. This is Betsy DeVos's brother. You might remember him from the black... Uh, what were they called? Blackwater. Uh, Blackwater, yeah. Not, not Whitewater, Blackwater. And they were involved in Iraq. Yeah, not Blackwater from the old Doobie Brothers yeah. song. This is a guy, I mean, it's, it's a basically mercenary supply outfit. Yeah. And by the way, he's rumored to be <clears throat> involved in a contract with the Chinese government and the, uh, shall we say, uh, <clears throat> uh, brainwashing <laughs> operations in northwest China involving the Uyghurs. He travels in interesting circles. Of course, yeah, I still want more uh, information on his meeting in the Seychelles. Well, that's what this is uh, detailed in the uh, oh, good. Mueller report. So I don't know what his uh, situation is involving uh, the redacted parts of the, of the uh, report. It's interesting, by the way, to note that it's the Russian part of the 
report that's got m- almost all the redactions. Uh, these, as I say, tend to be ongoing matters. Mm-hmm. That may be a legitimate redaction. Who knows? But I suspect that the unredacted part of the Mueller report is going to come out. And um, <clears throat> You mean the redacted parts? The redacted parts. It will become the unredacted at some sure. point. I think so, too. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that some of the columnists write the following. Maureen Dowd, it's the same truth that's been terrorizing us all along. Donald Trump's disturbing machinations driven by insane vanity. The spoiled scion of Fifth Avenue somehow always finds a way to be aggrieved. A victim of the media, the deep state, dirty cops, note-taking aides, and the elites that are all out to get him. Yes, Donald Trump has cleared himself. How bizarre that he would be giving a public speech claiming that the Mueller report had exonerated him when uh, the only known source of exoneration was the Golf Channel Network, his second favorite network after Fox News. So it's, yeah, it's just one... I also like uh, Maureen O'Dowd's point about how the... uh... Ironic uh, reality that Don McGahn, who has done more to advance what meager uh, Trump policy agenda uh, there is, um, apparently shivved the president the most. (laughs) You know, Don McGahn has been instrumental in packing the court with right wing Federalist uh, Society appointees, but also his uh, contributions to the Mueller report in his testimony. Are, are so far appearing to be some of the more damning. And he's, you know, as some have noted, one of the <clears throat> only heroes in this sordid tale. Um, how fascinating to hear the detail that he told Trump that he didn't want to be, as he put it, I w- grew up in the Reagan years and I didn't want to be uh, the Saturday Night Massacre of Robert Bork. I wanted to be the Judge Bork version of Robert Bork. Uh, I think that probably went over Donald Trump's head. But uh, McGahn's sin, of course, was that he took notes. Trump is now going after Don McGahn uh, publicly and uh, privately. And his assertion that the Mueller report is a report written by 18 angry Democrats... Well, it's both. It's it's, bizarre. It's simultaneously uh, a quote-unquote full exoneration and strangely, quote-unquote, total BS. How can it be both? Well, it is, you know, Donald Trump combs his hair in both directions with a little weave and a double double whammy up up top somewhere. More shocking, though, is the fact that only Mitt Romney has, amongst Senate Republicans, has openly commented that, gee, this report... It reveals truly appalling facts and details that while they may not perhaps rise to the level of criminal culpability are certainly uh, behavior and uh, attributes that we do not want in a president. Where are the other Senate Republicans? Well, and that's part of the majesty of William Barr. The plan, you know, we're going to dump this Easter Passover weekend when Congress isn't even in town. And most people are thinking about the Easter Bunny 
Or that spiral cut ham. Or the, uh, you know, the, the, the garden. You know, pe- people do uh, nice things on Easter weekend, Passover yeah, it's weekend. it's family time. It's, it's family time. It's so getting nice. Nobody's paying attention to the Bob. I mean, the, William, don't call me Bob Barr. Uh, I just call him the tool bag. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's a winner. And yeah, Mitt Romney, to his credit. <clears throat> Uh, critiqued it. I noticed that um, Senator Rob Portman from Ohio uh, said that some of the items in the Mueller report were troubling along those lines. So he's not completely been exonerated by uh, the Republicans. But of course, Mitch McConnell uh, immediately uh, came to Trump's uh, defense and uh, is basically accepting the version of William Barr's interpretation of the English language. I don't know if William Barr would pass a college English course on text analysis. Uh, Of course, that's been part of the cover-up. He's been trying to shade the report uh, pre-judge in terms of putting out the message that's been going on for a month. He's behaving as a publicist, not as the attorney general of no, the United States. Not at all. And uh, this is troubling. And and by the way, uh, maybe impeaching William Barr is what the House Judiciary Committee ought to look into. Um, that who, might be a, a better starting point. Well. Logistically speaking. Yeah, and it would keep the... It would allow Trump to continue uh, ranting and raving because, you know, at the end of the day, he only comes across as an angry orange clown. How troubling to read about his obsession with Hillary Clinton all the way into the summer of 2017 as he's issuing orders to Don McGahn, Rance Priebus, Attorney uh, General uh, Jeffrey Beauregard Sessions to fire Mueller. This is a month after Mueller's been on the job. What possible power does Don McGahn have to fire Mueller anyway? He's a White House lawyer working for Trump. He doesn't have any authority to fire Robert Mueller. This is an example, by the way, of Donald Trump, who who uses surrogates to do all of his actual dirty work you know it's been reported repeatedly that jared kushner uh, makes the call we need your resignation tomorrow you know we can't have the president firing people so well trump has also shown a pattern of behavior whereby he prefers to use lawyers to harass threaten intimidate and commit crimes through the lawyers. That's why lawyers who don't take notes are his kind of lawyers, whether it be Michael Cohen or Roy Cohn. Uh, they're not conventional lawyers or, or maybe even real lawyers at all, who, who, of course, need to take copious notes for a number of reasons. Well, and, and Comey took copious notes. And the thing is, is that, you know, I like to point out that the 27th of January, 2017, was uh, the beginning of the end of Donald Trump's presidency. Uh, this was the day that he had dinner with James Comey, uh, demanding loyalty. Comey was shocked by the dinner. 
This was the day that Don McGahn was informed by Acting Attorney General Sally Yates that uh, Michael Flynn, who had been hired uh, by Trump as one of his prime campaign surrogates, he had been hired to be the national security advisor, that Don, that uh, Michael Flynn was under investigation and was lying about his contacts with the Russians, uh, something that didn't seem to trouble Trump at all. In fact, we can get to that in a second. This is also the day that Trump issued the travel ban. This work of art was dumped onto the public at 4.50 on Friday afternoon. There was a lot of uh, immediate public outcry about that, too. There was. And this, of course, is the week where Donald, Donald Trump is screaming about the inauguration crowd. He gets into a shouting match with uh, the Prime Minister of Australia, who informs him, by the way, that uh, he, <clears throat> Donald Trump, is welcome to drop out of TPP, but we, the Australians, are going forward with TPP. That's the Trans-Pacific Trade Agreement that, by the way, we were never in TPP. This is a technicality, but Mitch McConnell, the obstructionist, uh, made sure that we didn't uh, um, get a vote on that one either um, when Obama was president. Mitch McConnell, by the way,'s obstruction role in the uh, Mueller report is detailed uh, when the, quote, big four, uh, the congressional uh, leaders were informed of Russian interference in the election back in um, September of 2016. Mitch McConnell was the one that objected to that information being revealed to the public. In fact, at the meeting, he is alleged to have told Barack Obama, I will accuse you of interfering in the 2016 election. So this is how this got covered up a little bit. Of course, the official intelligence agencies did issue a uh, report uh, on the 7th of October about uh, Russian interference, the fact that the DNC had been hacked and all that stuff. But that story got stepped on first by the Hollywood video and then the ever-reliable Julian Assange. Well, it's important to remember— WikiLeaks. I love WikiLeaks, and Trump spent the rest of the campaign praising WikiLeaks. It's important to remember, too, that both parties, both campaigns, were alerted by the FBI that we have evidence of Russian efforts and attempts to uh, throw you know, curveballs into the mix here. You should be aware of this. You should be alert for this. And that never did any of the Trump campaign people— approach the FBI and say, oh, you were right. We've actually been contacted by those guys. Here's the information about these attempts to feed us information or to infiltrate our operation. Uh, never a word. So while that might not be collusion, that's disgraceful behavior. And, of course, we have an interesting report on Friday's uh, <clears throat> New York Times by David Sanger. I'll just read the headlines because this is where things are going to go moving forward. Uh, the media, the fourth estate, the so-called fourth branch of our government, protected under the First Amendment. So remember that it wasn't just Woodward and Bernstein. They played a big role in exposing a lot of the campaign shenanigans, cover-ups, and 
criminal activity of the Nixon administration. But there were numerous other things going on. I mentioned James McCord and Judge John Sirica. We had Sam Irvin, the Senate mm-hmm. uh, leader, the judiciary leader, who uh, uh, was looking into uh, the Watergate problem in the summer of 73. This, by the way, is when Alexander Butterfield revealed that Nixon bugged himself, (laughs) the taping system. And that became uh, a a major dispute uh, going forward. Uh, Archibald Cox, the special prosecutor, subpoenaed the tapes. Nixon refused to turn them over. And then he was fired in the Saturday Night Massacre. By who? Robert Bork. Which triggered a couple of other resignations. Yes. Uh, Attorney General Elliot Richardson refused, stating that the law did not permit him to fire the special prosecutor. Uh, The the law specifically stated that the uh, special prosecutor was independent of the Justice Department. So even firing uh, the special prosecutor, even firing Mueller, I don't think would have solved Donald Trump's problems. He has so many. David Sanger, this is uh, a fascinating headline. Trump ordered Flynn to find Clinton's emails. (laughs) Now, what's that all about? (laughs) Uh, Newly installed National Security Advisor. He never got around to that because, well, he was forced to resign about three weeks later. Well, and let's be honest, he was busy doing backdoor deals with the Turkish government, too. So, you know, prioritizing. And let's remember that the day after Flynn was, uh, quote, fired or allowed to resign, I don't remember the technicality involved. I think it was the latter. Trump summoned James Comey uh, into the White House, and this is when the famous... Flynn's a good guy. You got to let him go. You got to go easy on him. Centurion, throw the prisoner to the floor. <laughs> Tweet him woofly. <laughs> Tweet him woofly. Um, and by the way, I, I mentioned that because it, it was the 40th anniversary of Life of Brian over the weekend. Oh, and the Easter season is, of course, the perfect time to uh, refresh your memory with that. That's a golden moment in film history. Golden moment. Um, So Trump's obsession with Hillary Clinton six, seven months into his presidency is borderline bizarre. You know, he's demanding that she be prosecuted. He's telling Jeff Sessions, you need to prosecute Hillary Clinton. And he's like, but I already recused myself on that matter. I I don't want to do that. I want to go after immigrants. I want to go after college uh, speakers. You know, we have to protect hate speech in America, by golly. And state laws that allow for the existence of medical marijuana. That was another one of Jeff Sessions' big... He he was an obstructionist, uh, by the way, on on criminal justice reform. Oh, yes. So let's not confuse ourselves about Jeff Sessions' priorities. He was was Trump's main hatchet man. He Mm. was Molotov of this operation. (laughs) He was so loyal that he uh, earned the nickname of Mr. Magoo. (laughs) That's what Trump called him. 
Mr. Magoo and Mueller, too. Sounds like a great campaign slogan for Donald Trump's uh, re-election. And, oh, okay, Michael Cohen didn't go to Prague. Big deal. Uh, the so-called Steele dossier is, is going to be re-examined and all of that. But who the heck cares about the Steele dossier? The Steele dossier was raw intelligence uh, that was gathered by a former British... Much of which was confirmed and substantiated. Not all. The more salacious bits, not so. But as you say, raw data, unverified uh, by the traditional uh, numerous levels of checks against which such data is measured. Yeah, and indeed, Steele, who didn't make any comments, uh, <clears throat> there's this gem. Joshua A. Levy, a lawyer for Fusion GPS, this is the company that hired Steele, the firm that commissioned the dossier, said that the Mueller inquiry substantiated the core reporting in the Steele memos, including that, quote, the Trump campaign were secretly meeting Kremlin figures and that Russia's president, Vladimir Putin, had directed a covert operation to elect Donald Trump. Wow. I mean, that's, that's what we're looking at here. That's what's been going on. The Russians are good at this game. And Trump still can't denounce the Russians for what is now amply illustrated, demonstrated, footnoted. There have been numerous indictments uh, as evidence that this operation existed, was successful beyond Putin's wildest dreams, and yet neither Trump nor the Republicans in Congress can denounce Russia or actively uh, get on board a uh, program to strengthen America's defenses against further attacks along these lines. Yeah, and, and indeed, let's uh, just note, by the way, that on the 29th of uh, 2016, Michael Flynn met with Ambassador Kislyak and asked Russia not to escalate the situation in response to the sanctions. Obama had slapped sanctions on Russia for interfering in the election. The ne <clears throat> next day, uh, Putin announced that Russia would not take retaliatory measures in response. Hours later, <clears throat> Donald Trump, great move on the delay, Vladimir. We just, we just need to see the 